This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. USMCA may have to wait. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she plans to submit articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump to the Senate. The actual transmission will take place next week. When that happens, all other Senate business is set aside as the chamber considers the articles of impeachment. That includes any potential vote on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Earlier this week, Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley suggested the deal could be done by the end of next week if the articles were not submitted, but it would have to wait until the end of the month if the Senate were to consider impeachment. They have precedent over everything else in the United States Senate, so I hope Speaker Pelosi can provide some certainty soon so that USMCA can finally be ratified. Barnyard groups have a fresh set of weekend reading. The Department of Agriculture has published language to replace the so-called gypsum rule Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue repealed in 2017. Now the Trump administration is seeking to replace the Obama-era language with a proposed rule of its own. The rule would determine how USDA would judge competitive injury in the livestock space, specifically concerning the relationship between producers and integrators. The secretary would have specific parameters in that decision, such as whether or not cost savings, meeting terms or prices of a competitor, or customary business practices could explain the issue. The 46-page rule is still a little fresh, and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association chief lobbyist Ethan Lane says they need a little time to digest it. I think it's awfully early in the process. I think everyone has to digest this and see what it is we're really looking at. I think we've got a lot of folks in all of our individual camps that are going to have to be consulted. But he says their review will focus on whether or not it adequately addresses their concerns with the Obama administration's language. They said that rule would have led to a flurry of lawsuits. Ultimately, Lane says the particular details of the proposed rule will be critical. The parameters by which they're going to evaluate what is a competitive process and what is an unfair anti-competitive process. You know, under these regulations, I think how you set up that analysis is, is really important and making sure that they're taking a look at whether or not there's a good business reason for a buyer and seller to engage in a transaction um, and, and why there might be an advantage to one over the other. And if the person who was disadvantaged in that uh, has a real legitimate reason to feel like they were excluded or if, you know, they're, they're suing to sue. The National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition published a statement on the subject saying USDA was taking a small step forward in the decades-long debate over GIPSA rules. NSAC policy specialist Candace Spencer said the sole focus on business justifications USDA outlines could be very helpful, but also said they're concerned about the language regarding customary industry practices. She says unfair competition unfortunately has become the norm in the industry, something these rules should correct. Friday was report day at the Department of Agriculture. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more on the numbers and the market reaction. USDA churned out a mostly neutral world agricultural supply and demand estimates report today. The department raised corn production from December to January, but Allendale broker Nathan Cardwell says it also decreased harvested acres. 300,000 for corn, 600,000 for beans. So that did help ease some of the concerns there. Ending stocks were pretty neutral. Didn't see much of a change between the December and January report. Looking at quarterly stocks, uh, did have a little bit of a decrease as well. Um, it was below expectations for corn and wheat, uh, which helped lift us, uh, at least in corn, off the lows. Despite the increase in corn production, Cardwell says the drop in acres gave traders a sense of relief. 
Traders will now turn their attention to South America as Cardwell hears the corn crop is a little dry. have not heard that impacting their beans. Um, matter of fact, they are still increasing their uh, bean production. Uh, they increased to 1 million from 121 to 122 just this month. Cardwell also noted traders will be counting on major purchases after next week's signing of the Phase 1 trade deal with the U.S. and China. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency of the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.